Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace. Sit back, relax, and listen in. And so today we're, we're, we're going to continue to talk about fearless, amen. We're going to be talking about fearless for the next couple of weeks, amen, because I believe that there are different aspects of fear that we all face in our Christian journey. There are things that we're constantly faced with, amen, decisions and, and choices and situations and things from our past and things concerning our future that oftentimes we allow fear to stop us or we allow fear to dictate the type of choices and decisions that we make. And so we're going to continue to talk about fear. Many people were fearful yesterday because there was a whole prophecy that at 6 p.m. yesterday it was going to be the end of the world. And so you had people who were full of fear saying that, okay, God must be mad with us. This is judgment day. Armageddon is coming. It's, it's, it's all over. And then I looked at 6.01 p.m. and I said, I'm still here. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, and, and, you know, my heart, my wife and I, we had prayed for those people who have fell for this false prophecy. One gentleman, he was a retired New York City worker. He spent over $140,000 advertising on the subway and on the bus system about the end is near. And he was standing in Times Square at 6 o'clock and saying, what happened? What went wrong? Just looking dumbfounded because it did not happen. And so we live in a day and age where people are, are, are full of fear, and fear is driving them to do things, amen, that would devastate their lives and devastate the lives of others, amen. And I told my wife, I said, situations like this often make the body of Christ look foolish. And you wonder why people don't come to church. And you wonder why people say, I'm going to be bothered with those Christians because of the things that some of us say, amen. But I thank God the Bible says that, Amen. We have to test the spirit. We have to try every spirit. Amen. By the Holy Spirit. Amen. We know that the spirit of the Antichrist has gone out into the world, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So whether Christ was coming last night or whether he's coming today or whether he's coming tomorrow. Amen. I know that his spirit lives in me and I'll be ready to meet him in the air so I don't have to be full of fear. And we live in a time and age where things are so uncertain around us. Amen. We, 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 we value job security. We, we, we value living in our homes. We value, you know, owning our own property. And a day to age where so many things are being destroyed all around us. I look at the mighty Mississippi. Amen. How it's flooding. Amen. And homes are, 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 are being destroyed. Land, property. And I'm looking at these people. I said, they worked hard. For what they have. And I said, Lord, if I could put myself in their shoes, we work hard for what we have. And just to watch, watch it washed away like that. You know, just, just like that. I said, we, sometimes as Christians, we take things for granted. We, we live in a day where we think we're going to have our job until we're 65. That's not happening anymore. <laughs> Back in the day, I said, work for the government and you'll be secure for the rest of your life. Not anymore today. There's so many different changes and different things that are happening around us that will cause us to be filled with fear. We go to college and we see people who have degrees and, and MDs and, and PhDs and every other letter of the alphabet behind their name, and they're still unemployed. And you wonder, God, what, what's going on in the day and age that we live in? Because a lot of people, these situations are causing them 
to be filled with fear. But the Bible reminds us in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but that of power and of love and of a sound mind. I want you to turn to your neighbor real quick and say, neighbor, look him dead in the eye. Come on. Say, God is not giving you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's it. That's it. God has not given us the spirit of fear. We don't have to walk in fear today, but we can walk, amen, in God's faithfulness, amen. We can walk in God's word, amen. I love what, what Sister April was saying. She was leading us in worship, how we, we activate and apply the word of God to our lives. Fear has no choice but to dissipate. Fear has no choice but to fade away because the opposite of fear is faith. Amen. And so today we're going, we're going to talk about, amen, about some Bible characters, amen, some people from the Word of God who God used to overcome fear and watch them stand in faith. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, you could turn to the book of Daniel chapter 3, and I'll be reading through Daniel. I'll be skimming through just a little bit. But Daniel chapter 3 verse 1 says, King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, 90 feet high and 9 feet wide, and set it upon the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king set together, together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Verse 3, then the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at, that at what time you hear the sound of the coronet, the flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, Dutlema, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. Whosoever, whosoever um, does not fall down and worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the coronet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. Amen? We enter into this story talking about the account of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen? Back in the day, we used to say Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro. Amen? <laughs> well, we're talking about these young men. These were young men. These were men that was taken, amen, captive. This is the time that the Babylonian Empire took over Israel. And they took, amen, the Israelites into captivity. Amen. And so you had Daniel and you had Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego living in a different culture, in a different environment that was different from their Jewish upbringing. Here they are surviving in a different culture. 
It kind of reminds me of the believer today. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you go back out in the world and you feel like you're in a different environment, in a different culture. Amen? The Babylonians did not talk the way the Jews talk. They did not eat the way the Jews ate. If you read chapter 1, it talked about, you know, um, the, the, um, Daniel and it talked about the three Hebrew boys. Amen? Not even eating the king dainties because that was not a part of their diet. So the whole culture was totally different from their upbringing, what they knew to eat, how they knew to live. And many times we'll find ourselves just like the three Hebrew boys in the environment around us in the world that we engage in a total different culture and a total different way of living. We see people and the choices that they make. We see people and the lives that they live, but they're totally contrary to the way we know to live. And so we see that there is this dichotomy, there is this shift, there is this opposing view. And so we have the three Hebrew boys, amen, who were these three selected wise young men, amen. These were not just um, men who they just took out of Israel, but these were educated men. These were men who understood the signs of the time. They understood the sciences. They understood literature. They understood music. They understood the different things that we will learn today in our educational system and even beyond. These were smart people, intelligent people. And so these young men were at the prime of who they were in their culture. Are you at the prime of who you are in your culture for Christ? Are you at the prime of who you are in the kingdom of God? The reason, the, the reason they were chosen because it was something that was unique about them. The Babylonian Empire couldn't understand it, but they chose it because it was something unique. You have to understand that the world is choosing you because there's something unique about you. They might not understand that it's Christ, but it's something unique about you. And many times God will afford you the opportunity to be in positions and places that you're in. It's because of the unique gifting that he is giving you. Many times they're looking at the gifting of that which you bring, but they don't understand the root or the source of the giftedness that God has placed within you. And so here was these three Hebrew boys in this Babylonian empire, amen, dealing with a total different system, a total different religious system. They never heard of anybody worshiping no king. The only king they knew to worship was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The only king they knew to worship was Jehovah. They knew not to bow themselves to an idol. They knew the Ten Commandments. This was ingrained in who they were as believers. They were not going to march to the beat of a different drum. They were going to stay in step in the beat that God has given them. Hallelujah. But the Bible says, as we continue to read in Daniel um, 3.15, but if you do not worship it, this idol, this statue of the king, you will be thrown down immediately into a burning furnace. Then what God, then what God, I, I love how Nebuchadnezzar challenges us, then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand. When we read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we read about these three men who stood for what they believed in. Someone said, a faith tested by fire is a faith that can be trusted. Say that again. A faith that's tested by fire is a faith that can be trusted. Many times as Christians, we say we believe God, we trust God, God can do it, He's able, 
we sing the songs, we do the dance, we read the scripture. But a faith that's tested by fire is a faith that can be trusted. You can't talk about how you trust God and believe God if you're not willing to go through the fire to prove God. (laughs) See, we have to prove God's word. We have to trust him. We have to believe in what he said. And oftentimes, it's going to be tried by the fire. When your faith is tested by fire, God will step in and give you the strength that you need to endure it. Amen? A faith that is tested by fire is a faith that can be trusted. Are we trusting in God today? Because we know that faith is the opposite of fear. And many times our fear gets us in a place where we cannot believe and we cannot trust God. I want you to watch this video. Fear causes us to walk in the dark, turn to faith, and we'll walk into the light. Amen? When your faith 
is tested by fire. Here are three things we're going to do today. The first thing, we're going to obey God's commands instead of man's expectations. We're going to obey God's commands instead of man's expectation. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 3, verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king and said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. In other words, I don't need to prove anything to you. I am going to obey God. I don't have to answer to you. That was in the essence, we don't have to answer to you. We have to answer to God. They had the mindset they were, they were going to obey God's commands instead of man's expectations. You do not have to live up to man's expectations. The only expectation that, that you need to live up to is God's word and what he has spoken. Someone said, if you do your best, let God handle the rest. But the question is, are you doing your best? <laughs> and see, when you have faith, faith without works is dead. That means there's some stuff that you got to do. Some of us, you know, I, me and my wife were talking, we say some of us have, we have what we call stupid faith, a foolish faith. We have this, 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 this open-mindedness uh, about faith. We're going to believe God to do this, do this, and do that. But there's no action. See, faith is saying, I'm partnering with God. I'm going to do my part. And I'm going to believe the Lord to do his part. Faith is not trying to do it all by yourself, because that's not faith. That's not even accepting God's grace if you're trying to do it by yourself. But faith is saying, I am partnering with God, and I believe God to handle the rest. I'm doing my best and allowing God to handle the rest. See, we have to have what we call a balanced faith. A balanced faith is I'm going to do my part, I'm going to step my part, and God, you're going to do your part. You can't tell the Lord, I'm believing you for a job if you've got no resume. God is not going to drop a job out the sky. You can't tell the Lord, Lord, I'm believing you for a house. If you got bad credit, you're not going to get a house. It don't work that way. You can't tell the Lord, I'm believing you, amen, to, 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 to get me a car if you don't even have no idea what type of car you want. Come on. We have to have a vision. We have to have a plan. We have to have an idea. We have to work. Faith without works is dead. There's a work that we need to do. We have to partner with God. So the question is, are you partnering with God? Are you obeying his commands today? Are you trusting him? They said, oh, king, we don't have to answer to you. We respect you. We call you old king. <laughs> You're never kidding. We respect you. But we answer to a higher authority. You have respect for your supervisors at work, you have respect for what they do, but ultimately you answer to the real boss man, the real, the real chief, the real person in charge, and that's God, because he's the one that puts you there. And ever if you find yourself as a believer questioning your faith or your faith is being challenged, always submit to God and not to man. The Bible says better to obey God than man. There will be times as Christians, as we walk in the world, our faith is going to be challenged. People are going to challenge our faith. They're going to try to make you be politically correct. They're going to try to say, let's not talk about that right there. As a matter of fact, there's a whole situation going on now with a student who's graduating, and he, he's supposed to give a speech, and he wants to give a prayer of thanks for what God has done. And so the principal said, if you, if you even pray, I'm going to have the cops drag you out and arrest you on graduation day. 
No, we're going to stand for what we believe. If this is the if this is the land of the free and the home of the brave, then we have freedom of speech. Amen. If other faiths and other people and atheists can preach what they want to preach in the streets and, and shout it aloud and, and spare not, how can we, the believers, not open up our mouths and speak up? If they're going to shout that the world's going to be over and it was never over, we have the real truth. Why are we keeping our, our mouths quiet? Because God has put something in us that we have to walk in faith. It's better to obey God than man. So when your faith is tested by fire, obey God's commands instead of man's expectation. Here's the next thing. Believe God's truth instead of the facts. <laughs> Believe God's truth instead of the facts. Again, when we, when we operate sometimes as Christians in this foolish or stupid faith, we, we, we ignore the facts. We ignore the facts. We, we say, oh, no, I'm not sick. Cough, cough, cough. Oh, no, I don't have cancer. Uh, uh, my, my, my arm is falling. No, no, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm healed. I, I, I'm all right. There's nothing wrong with me. But faith does not teach you to ignore the facts. Oh, I have a perfect marriage with my husband's bidding on me. No, 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 no. You are, no, no. Faith does not cause you to ignore the facts. Faith defies the facts. That's what a miracle is. It defies natural odds and abilities. And so we must believe God's truth instead of the facts. See, the fact is that, okay, I do have a cold. The fact is my marriage is not perfect. The fact is I don't have a job right now. But my faith, amen, but my faith, I'm believing in God. He's going to transition that fact. He's, he's going to make that fact. He's going to transition. He's going to change the very thing that is right now. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, right now, it does not, right now what I believe in God for is not there. I'm hoping for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. It's not seen yet. It has not been manifested. So what I believe in God for, I'm hoping for, I'm trusting him to manifest it. But it does not dictate that the fact is real, is present, and is ever before me. Believe God's truth. Believe God's truth. I want to be married, Lord. I, I'm leaving you for a, a, a spouse. You know, you have some, I've met some, some you know, sometimes in Christendom, we, we can just get so far left. I met one sister. She went and planned her whole wedding. She wasn't even married. Bought the, bought the material for her wedding dress. I mean, she just went all out, you know. And today, she still ain't married. We can do some foolish stuff. We, you know, th- 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 there's a thin line between balanced faith and foolish faith. There's a thin line. <laughs> there's a thin line. And sometimes, as Christians, as spiritual as we are, we can come weird. We come weird. We can come a spooky spiritual, to call it back in the old days. We can just go out there left field and get unbalanced and lose it. That's why we have to stay in the Word of God. We have to stay balanced. We have to be open, amen, to, to trusted counsel around us. Because sometimes we're going believe, to be believing for something that, okay, it's not, it's that, 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 not saying that God can't do it, sweetheart, but no, no. 
You're going to waste your time on that. You could be doing something else. There has to be a balanced faith. A balanced faith. Believe God's truth instead of the facts. Believe God's truth. Daniel 3.17 says, If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, for God, the God we serve, is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us <laughs> from your hand, O king. They knew the fact is we're going to be thrown in the fire because we're not going to bow down and worship you. The fact is, yeah, we probably are going to die. But you know what? Our faith tells us this, that the God that we serve, he's more powerful than this statue. He's more powerful than your kingdom. And he can deliver us and he can save us. That's having a balanced faith. That's having a faith that says, you know what? These are the facts and these are true. But you know what? The word of God, my belief, my faith tells me something different. Some of you have been in traumatic experiences where devastation and pain and different things have hit you. And you've been overwhelmed. And the fact is, it looked like you wasn't going to recover from that blow. The fact is, it looked like you was going to lose your mind. The fact is, the body was falling apart. The fact is, you really wasn't going to get a job. But your faith, the thing that you held on to, the thing that you, that you held on to in God's promise, the faith that you had brought you out that situation. Faith, faith in God, used to say, can move a mighty mountain. Faith can calm the troubled seas. Faith can make the desert like a fountain. Faith will bring the victory. Amen. You have to have faith. You have to believe in God. Sometimes, you know, especially us logical people, you know, we got to see. We, we like doubting Thomas. Well, I ain't going to believe he's resurrected from the dead unless I put my fingers in his hand and I touch his wounded side. Just doubt. We got to see. We, I, I, I need the proof. I need the proof. I need the proof. I need the proof. And sometimes God is saying, you just need to trust me. You just need to trust me. I know what the facts are, but you need to trust me. With God, all things are possible to them that what? Believe. Believe God's truth instead of the facts. We don't see, we, we don't deny the facts, but our faith, our faith will defy the facts. It will come up against it. And one reality will overshadow the next. Because that's all faith is. Faith is bringing a reality to what God has promised. And as you're believing it, one reality is overshadowing the other. And as you build your faith up and the struggle that you get, that faith will be manifested, and whatever the facts are, this faith will become the new fact. This faith will be the thing that sets the stage for everything else, what you're believing for in God's Word. When your faith is tested by fire, obey God's commands instead of man's expectations. Number two, believe God's truth instead of the fact. Number three, believe God. Don't just believe in God. Believe God. Don't just believe in God. I want you to turn to your neighbor real quick. Say, neighbor, believe God. Don't just believe in God. Y'all got to find somebody else. Y'all got the wrong person. They didn't respond that well. Say, neighbor, believe God. Don't just believe in God. 
that's right. That's it. They said to Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 3.18, they said, but even if he does not, in other words, even if the king, even old king, if God does not deliver us, we want you to know, (laughs) O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. In other words, we believe in God, but even if God does not do it, we're still not bowing. In other words, even if the outcome is not the outcome that we desire, we're still not bowing. See, we, 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 we plan, okay, I got to have this outcome. God got to do it my way. God does not have to do it your way. God does not have to do it your way. I know you have it planned out in your plan and you want this and that and that. And God will just wipe all that out the way and so say, I want you to do this. You know, we were, we, we were at our intercessory prayer group last Thursday and Minister Dwayne just really brought forth a, a great exhortation to us and he was reading from Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and he talks about how God says I know the plans that I have for you plans to prosper you plans to give you hope of, you know uh, success a hope expected a, a future expected end and he said but, he, but, but the thing that God had used him to bring out that really ministered to our hearts he said my plan will bring you prosperity not your plan. He said, I know the plans I have for you. In other words, I have plans for you. My plans will bring you prosperity. My plans will bring you hope. My plans will bring you a future. My plans will give you an expected end, not your plan. And some of us were wondering why we're not grabbing hold to the thing that God has for us. Why we are not experiencing the promises. Why we are not experiencing the success that we want. The prosperity that we see our counterparts experiencing. You have to ask the question, am I going by my plan? Or am I going by God's plan? Even if he does not deliver us, okay? Even if he does not do it the way that I want him or expect him to. We still want you to know we're still not going to bow. I'm still not, we're still not going to give up on God. We're still not going to throw in the towel and give up on our faith. We're still not going to allow ourselves to be deterred by what we see. Even if he does not answer the prayer. Even if he does not send me a husband. Even if he does not heal my body. Even if he does not give him the job that I want. Even if I never have that house that I desire. But we still will not bow. We're still not going to give up because the God we serve is a sovereign God. He's a mighty God. And his plans will cause me to succeed. His plans will cause me to prosper. His plans will give me an expected end. His plans will will, uh, open up the doors. It's his plans that will give me the hope and the future that I need. I believe God. That's just not just believing in God. Many said they believe in God, but they don't believe on God. They don't believe God. Many people say God. Even people say Jesus, but they don't, they, they don't believe in, they just believe in Jesus, they don't believe on Jesus. There's a difference. It's relationship, it's intimacy, it's being with God long enough to know that he knows what's best for me. Even when I can't see, even when I can't understand, he knows what's best for me. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 3, verse 24, it says, King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors. He he rose. He said, wait a minute, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. How are you 
going to say what you just said to me. Who are you? As you read between verse 18 and verse 24, the Bible says, King Nebuchadnezzar was so upset with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that he allowed the fire to burn seven times hotter than usual. And you know what I read that the Lord said? It was a perfected fire. <laughs> it was the perfect flame. That you have to say, when you go through the fire, it's a perfected fire. It's to bring you forth like pure gold. See, what the enemy designed, God would take the enemy's fire and give you a perfected fire. He would take that thing and purge you. The very thing that was meant to bring you down, God will use to bring you up. The very thing that was made to destroy you, God will cause you to dominate. The very thing that was caused to say, that's the end of you, you're not coming out, you're going to burn up like chaff. God is saying, no, that's the very thing that I'm going to cause to bring you out and exalt you and take you to another place than me. It was a perfected fire. And I don't know if you're going through a perfected fire today, but I'm here to tell you, don't fear, don't be afraid, because God is with you even in the fire. King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He rose in, in haste. The fire was so bad that even, even, the very, even the very soldiers that put the fire up seven times, the Bible says they dropped dead. That's let me know God took control just then. When the enemy just dropped dead from the old trap he set up, that means God just stepped in. That's what that was. It went from a natural fire to a Holy Ghost fire. <laughs> See, God was waiting for them in the furnace. Oh, If you're going, you have to know that God is waiting for you in the furnace. When your enemy set you up and, 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 and tried to gather around you and eat of your flesh, the Bible says. Come on, the Bible says they would stumble and fall. When those soldiers died, God was standing the stage. God said, they're not in control anymore. I'm, standing, I'm waiting for you in the fire. You're not going to walk through this fire by yourself. The Bible said they threw the three Hebrew boys in the fire. But here was the king Nebuchadnezzar being astonished. He said, did we not cast three men bound? Bound now. Come on. Your enemies will bound you up. Come on, they'll try to lock you up. But come on. He said, did we not cast three men into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. Look, he answered, for I see four men loose. He said, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. <laughs> oh, and the, form, and the form of the fourth is like the son of God. God was waiting for them in the fire. They went into the fire bound up, but they got loosed in the fire. Oh, my God. Y'all didn't get that. They got thrown into the fire bound up, but they got loosed in the fire. They got set free in the fire. They got deliverance in the fire. They got breakthrough in the fire. They got healing in the fire. They got freedom in the fire. They were walking around. They wasn't even being burnt. The very thing that the enemy did to destroy them, God used to set them free. Hey, hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of you are in a fire today, but God has said it's a perfected fire. It's a perfected fire. And God says, I'm waiting for you in the fire. I'm there waiting for you in the fire. God is saying, don't fear, don't fear, don't fear, don't fear. I'm there with you in the fire. 
Until you went in the fire, bound up, God said, I'm about to use the fire to set you free. I'm about to loose you in the fire. I'm about to bring you forth in the fire. God says, you're going to come forth as pure gold. God says, you're going to walk and not faint. You're going to run and not be weary. Come on. You're going to fly and soar like an eagle in the fire. And people are going to look around you and say, you should be melting. You should be dying. But the very things that were holding them back were the very things that melted. And God says, in the fire, they excelled in the fire. And God will use the fire to excel you. He will use the fire to take you to places. He will use the fire to reveal his glory. And that's what happened to King Nebuchadnezzar. God used that experience to bring him down. He will expose your enemies and bring them down. The king was in amazement. He said, the fourth one looked like the son of God. Now, if you, read the, if, you, if you read the original text, it doesn't say the son of God. It said the son of the gods. Because they didn't have no concept of who Jehovah God was. Remember, they, they were in a different culture. They had no understanding of who God was. They worshiped God. So he looks like the son of the gods. They couldn't even understand who he was. The only thing they could say that he is the most high God. Because his God, his, his, this God overrode our gods. So he must be the most high God. In other words, there's no other God before him. People are going to see you. They're going to say, oh, you're lucky. There's something special about you. There's something unique. You just got good luck. Oh, oh that was just fate that did that. Because they don't know. They, they, can't, they, they can't understand. They, they're going to use in their culture what they think is the best thing to describe what God is doing. It looks like the son of God. It looks like the son of the gods. I, 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 don't, I, I don't understand. Oh, you, there's going to be something unique about you. It, it, you must got good genes or something. That must, come, that must just be good karma, good karma or something like that. They don't understand. But in that, you have to give God the glory. You have to give God the praise in the fire. You have to let them know, don't get this twisted, sweetheart. Don't get this twisted, king. It's not, it's not the son of the gods. It's the most high God. It's the king of kings. It's Jesus. Let me help you to understand, it's not any good that I've done, but it's Jesus who has allowed me to come forth from this thing. It's his perfected fire, and he's going to reveal himself in the fire. It said, then he saw the fire. They had not been burned. Their, body, their bodies were not harmed, nor was a hair on their head singed. Their robes were not scorched. There was no smell on fire on them. Everybody else is burning around you. You just smell great. There's no smell on fire on you. The one, how come you didn't buckle down yet? How come you didn't give up yet? You're going through the same situation I'm going through. Come on, I know your husband ain't acting on that. Well, mine ain't acting either. I'm about to call it quits. But how come you just wadded in peace? What's up? What's up? How come you, I don't smell no smoke from you. You're not burning up the way I'm burning up. No, I'm not. I'm standing in faith. <laughs> I know what the facts are, but my faith, hey, robo shit, is telling me something different. You lost your job. I'm about to lose my job. How, how come you not? How come you calm? What, what, what's up? I'm burning up over here. I'm burning up. Why are you so calm? Because the Lord shall provide all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I am not going to be moved in the fire. I'm going to trust him. 
They were not burned. The smell of fire was not on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise. Oh, here go now. He recognized who it was. He said, okay, this is not just the, the son of the gods. He said, okay. He said, praise be to the God. Now, see, when he said son of gods in verse 25, that was a lowercase g. Okay? In other words, he must be like one of the son of the gods because we never see anything like this. But in verse 27, he said, praise be to, here it is, capital G, God, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives. Are you willing to give up your lives today? Because a faith <laughs> that is tested by fire is a faith that can be trusted. They trusted in him, defied the king's command, and were willing to give up their lives rather than to serve or worship any god except their own god. Praise be to the most high God. See, God will always use the fires that you face in this life to get glory. You can't allow yourself to get frazzled like other people. I know about you, but I'm facing fire right now. I said, Lord, sometimes the future looks bleak, looks foggy. You can't see your way through because all that you see is flames. But I'm encouraged to know that God is with me in the fire. Come on, the enemy died at the door. God is with me in the fire. They threw me inbound, but I'm getting free in the fire. It's a perfected fire. That fire... You know what a perfected fire is? That means it's a purging fire. That means it's purging you. When you go through the fire, it does not feel good. You don't always feel like you're a spiritual giant. You don't always feel like speaking in tongues and worshiping the Lord in the morning. Sometimes you just feel like, Lord, I'm just here. I'm here. And sometimes you go through those moments, but the fire is purging you. The fire is causing you to become more like him. They asked the refiner one time, they said, well, how do you know when the gold or the silver that you are refining is ready to come out of the fire? How would you know? If you're burning the gold and the silver, this precious metal, how do you know when, when, when it's time to pull it out the fire? And the refiner says, oh, that's simple. When I see my image in it, when I can look at it and see my face, and God takes us through the fire because he wants to see his image. If you say, I want to become more like you, Lord, I want to lay down my life, I want to give myself to you, he puts you through a perfected fire. Now, this fire cannot be controlled by man. That's why man died. But this fire, these fires are controlled by the Lord. Come on. It's a controlled environment. It looks like it's out of control. You look like you're in the midst of, 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 of this furnace. You're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to burn down and, 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 and just bow down. But it is a controlled environment. You talk about a biosphere. Biosphere is a controlled environment. It's a dome, but inside it's like a, a forest inside. It's a biosphere. God takes us through these types of fears, these types of fires. It's a controlled environment. We think we're going to lose control. We think we can't find that way, but it's control. He said he will not put more on you than you're able to bear. He won't do it. It feels like you can't bear it. It feels like you can't go on. But who give you the strength to endure today? So I want to encourage you today. Trust God. Obey God's commands instead of man's expectations. Believe God's truth 
instead of the facts. Believe God. Don't just believe in God. When your faith is tested by fire, it is truly a faith that can be trusted. That's why God's calling us to be fearless. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Father in heaven, we come before you today. We thank you. We praise you, almighty God. We praise you, Jesus. We glorify you because, oh God, you are there. You are an ever-present help <laughs> in the time of trouble. We are never alone in the midst of anger and grief and fear and the different things that would try to overwhelm us. But we're trusting you today. We're believing in you today. God, we're saying that even, even in the midst of the fire, it's a controlled environment. And it's there to perfect us, to make us more like you. Even as you use Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to change the society, to change the culture, the society that worshiped themselves began to worship God. <laughs> he changed the culture. He changed their language. He changed their societal beliefs, God. He did something new. You used them. And Father God, you want to use us to make a change in the world that we face and the fears that we travel in today. So, Lord God, I pray that you would strengthen each and every one here. If this message has encouraged you or touched you in every way, I want you to stand up today. If you're going through a fire today, I want you to know that God is with you in it. One of the things the Holy Spirit had showed me last night, he said, many people at the gathering church are at a fork in the road. They're saying, Lord, what's next? Lord, what, what does the next year hold? Some of you say, Lord, what does the next week hold? Lord, what, 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 Lord what, I'm, I'm at a crossroad here. What's next? It's bleak. I, I can't see clearly. I, I, I need to get refocused here. I need to know what's next. It's, it's not clear for me. I don't want to waste time. I, I don't want to wander, God. I, I want to walk in purpose. I want to fulfill my mission. What's next? I want to pray for you today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands up to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we are not alone, for you are with us. You are with us, almighty God. And Father, we worship you today. We glorify you today. We thank you, Jesus. Father, give us the strength that we need to go through this fire. Oh, God, this fire is your perfected fire. Though the enemy meant it for bad, God, to destroy us, you're making it, oh, God, to cause us to dominate, to take it to the next place, God. So, Father, I'm praying today, even now, in the name of Jesus, that you will come even now and strengthen us. Oh, God, that you will build our faith, God, that we will not obey the commands, oh, God, of man, and their expectations, but we will obey the word of God. That we will believe in your truth instead of the facts, God. That we will believe you and not just believe in you. We will trust you, God. Lord, I pray today that you would fortify each and every person here. Oh, God, we come against every lie the enemy has sent. We come against the spirit of discouragement, the spirit of depression, the spirit of oppression. 
we come against the spirit of stagnation that will try to slow us down. I'm buying up the, the spirit of distractions right now. I come against, oh God, everything the enemy will try to send from the lust of the eyes to the lust of the flesh to the pride of life, God. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you, oh God, would strengthen your people spiritually even now, mentally, physically, oh God, financially, relationally, Father God, that you will fortify them, Lord God, that they will know that they are not by themselves, but you are an ever-present help. You are standing in the fire with them. You are waiting for them in the fire. And you will loose them in the fire. So, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you have loosed us in the name of Jesus. And you said, what we bind on earth will be bound, oh God. What we bind on earth is already bound in heaven. What we loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. So we think that you're loosing us right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I command your people to be loosed in the name of Jesus. We command every shackle to fall. Right now, every fetter to be broken right now because of the anointed, every yoke to be destroyed right now, every habit, oh God, every addiction, Father God, right now to be broken in the fire right now in the name of Jesus, every habit right now, every ungodly thing, every fleshly thing, every ungodly mindset to be brought down right now in the name of Jesus. And we lift up the name of Jesus. We erect the name of Jesus. We erect your name. We praise your name. We lift up your name right now that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue shall confess. Uh, even now in the name of Jesus, uh, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We proclaim that we are set free. Uh, we proclaim that we are delivered. We proclaim that whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We proclaim every shackle is broken. We proclaim liberty to the captives uh, that this is the acceptable year of the Lord. Uh, oh God, that you have anointed us with fresh oil. You have anointed us to preach good news. You have anointed us to bring glad tidings, to open up the side of the blind, to cause those that are lame to walk, that they'll walk in victory even now in the name of Jesus. That is not by power, that is not by might, but it's by your precious spirit. Even as you deliver Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the fiery furnace, God, you are delivering God. Even as you deliver Daniel out the lion's den, God, you are delivering God today. And we trust that you're going to bring us out. Uh, you're going to bring us from the guttermost uh, to the uttermost. Uh, even now in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, God, we loose your people today. Uh, we loose our praise today. Uh, we loose our worship today. Uh, we're not going to be bound by what we feel. We're not going to be bound by what we see. Uh, but in the name of Jesus, uh, in the wonderful name of Jesus, uh, in the master's name of Jesus, uh, we lift you up. We lift you up. Up. We exhort you. We said that you are mighty God. You're awesome God. You're worthy to be praised God. And we thank you. And we praise you. And we worship you. And we glorify you God. Because we're not in this thing by ourselves. There's a fourth man in the fire with us. There's a God who's walking in the flames with us. Oh God, you said you're all consuming fire. You're fire or by yourself God. You are the fire. You are you are the fire. You are the fire. You are the fire. You are the fire. You say you will give us the Holy Ghost and fire. We're not by ourselves, God. You are with us, God. So God, send your anointing now. Destroy the yokes now. Set us free now. Open up the blinded eyes now. 
unstop the deaf ears now. Oh God, those who have been silenced by the enemy, give us a voice back now. Give us a praise now. Oh, some of you need to open up your mouth. You've been silent too long. You've been silent too long. Some of you need to worship the Lord now. You need to cry to God now. Come on, you need to, you're going through the fire, but you're not in it by yourself. You need to come into account with the man who's in the flames with you. It's a perfected fire. It's a perfected fire. He's going to loose you in the fire. He's going to deliver you in the fire. He's going to give you his Holy Ghost and fire. He's an all-consuming fire. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory